Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast. Your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Where you go? All right, welcome in to the Auburn Live Show Modcast uh, edition, early signing day episode. Uh, glad everybody could join us. Jeffrey Lee, Cole Pinkston, the recruiting czars, and myself, Justin Hokinson. Um, wrapping this early signing day up, we're going to talk about uh, everything from the recruiting day, everything from the signing day um, as Auburn finished strong and, uh, and all that good stuff. All right, let's get right into it. Um, Quick before we get into recruiting, Austin Davis looks like he's going to be the new Auburn offensive coordinator. Um, wow. And uh, yeah, everything was trending that way. It looks like he's got an offer. They're signing the, the dot in the I's and crossing the T's as what it appears. Looks like we'll see if he calls plays or not. We're hearing that Brian Harson could call plays and Austin Davis could coordinate the offense and coach quarterbacks. But any any quick thoughts to him? Young kid, Southern Miss, played at Southern Miss, comes from the NFL. Any thoughts, you know? Yeah, man, he's he's a he's an up and comer. I mean, he, you should probably trust anybody that Pete Carroll thinks pretty highly of, and you know that's worked in the NFL and was a good player in his own right as well. So yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a pretty pretty smart hire. And, and you know, I don't know much about him. I never heard of him until you brought him up to me, Justin. But I know the kid, the the recruits' reactions uh, and thoughts on Nick Eason and how big having that NFL pedigree coaching. Experience experience is so i'm going with it's gonna at least if nothing else be perceived received god dang my phone man received by recruits as as very good and, and again like cole said pete carroll that's not a bad uh mentor yeah 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 that's a good point um so uh hopefully that gets done um and we can get that official and put behind us uh, i think it's i think it's interesting um you know, I think you've got a quarterback coming in and holding Gurner that that you think a lot of. So, you know, somebody like Austin Davis coming in and, and helping develop him could could be a a good thing. I mean, shoot, D. Davis too. I mean, uh, a talented athlete. So we'll see if Austin Davis can bring some of that um, NFL experience that he had. Played seven years as a backup. Was in the league for seven years. Was a really good college football player. So see if yep. he can bring some of that energy um, and 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 expertise to developing the quarterbacks. All right, let's get into uh, to, to recruiting. Um, I think I think all in all, you guys you guys really nailed it on on how Auburn was going to finish. Um, I mean, almost to a almost to a T. Um, Jeffrey, just start with you. Kind of broad broad thoughts as we we just wrapped up Brian Harson's press conference and kind of got his thoughts on the day. But uh, you've seen a lot of these signing days come and go. How did this one go for Brian Harson in, in his first full class? Well, you know, last week in the Modcast, I said this could be a really good class or it could be a really, really, really good class. Well, I think it was a really, really good class. Kind of right there in the middle, right? It, yep. it, it, was, it was better than the floor and not as good as the ceiling. It was eye-level class. Um, they didn't get Curtis Perry. They didn't get Darius Clemens. 
but they got the others. You know, they got everybody but those two. I mean, Justin Williams, I don't feel like that's a huge blow. I mean, Auburn's going to go all in on Trevante Citizen. They're all in on this cat. Um, and who's going to wait until February to sign? I liked I liked it, man. I thought it was a good day for Auburn. I think it's a fantastic class. I think on three consensus has got them in the top 15, maybe 16 right now. Um, I just thought from top to bottom, it was really good. Yeah. What do you think, I agree. I agree with you, Jeffrey. Uh, it's, hard to, it's hard to look at the class and be disappointed with some of the additions that you got. I mean, it was, and it was a good string of days, too. You got two on Monday. Yeah. Tuesday and then finished pretty strong on Wednesday. So, yeah, just a good week for Auburn, a good finish. And, um, you know, you got help at receiver with Camden Brown. Big you got, time. Yes. You got, you got help in um, the, the secondary is going to be really nice coming from this class. You got two guys from the JUCO ranks who can really come in and be immediate impact guys. And then personally, I think Jadarian Ream, uh, Rim, J.D. Rim is, is an immediate impact guy. I think he's really good. And you flip a couple. You flip LSU. You flip Bama. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to be upset about that. I mean, that's always big. So so so, so positives are – let's start positives before I get cynical. Um, DB <laughs> class. I mean, DB, DB class, fantastic. Holden Gardner. Mm. That's probably yep. where I would start, th- those two. The DB class is phenomenal, at least on paper. And this is, I say this all the time. I don't know how good these players are going to be when they get into college, but on paper and what they've been before, phenomenal. On paper, you couldn't do much better than what Auburn did. You went out and you got the number one cornerback in the country in junior college. You got went out and got the number two or three safety. Uh, Marquis Gilbert, was he number one or number two on 24-7? Oh, really? So you got the top safety? Yeah, top safety. Top cornerback. Top Juco corner, top Juco safety. And on three's got him. We'll see on three's at the time of recording this is is finalizing their Juco rankings. But I mean, as of right now, figuring it out. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So so you've got those two guys. You've got uh well, we're talking about defensive back class, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, listen, <laughs> look, I've had three and a half hours sleep, dude. I fell asleep yeah. in the horse and compressed conference. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. We're, I was talking about how good the DP class is. It was so good that I forgot about it. Yeah. Um, uh, Austin Os- Osbury, Jadarian yeah. um, Rim, the two Juco guys, and Caleb Wooden, you couldn't ask for a better defensive back class. I really – and, I, hell, I'm, I, I tweeted about it this morning, but I like Caleb Wooden. Yeah, I think man. he's a damn good player. Gets forgotten about. Gets yes. Forgotten. You know, it's funny, too, that, that Osbury seems to be the one that almost gets forgotten about in the group, too. Yeah. In, in other years, that'd be a – and it still is this year, but it just – you know, it, it would get more press, I think. It would be a key talking point. Yeah. He wouldn't be lumped in with the group. He would be a, a, a no, talking no. point alone. No doubt. Yeah. So, I'm impressed with the secondary as well. And and I think you got a really really good player in Robert Woodyard to go along with with them uh, as a linebacker. You know, besides the fact that you flip him from Bama, he's just a an, an incredible talent. Uh, really green, really raw, you know. But but a guy that that can come in and just be a playmaker, and that's 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 you never you never upset about that. I mean, he's going to be a good player. I think. He's an old school type guy. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's really got all kinds of skills as a linebacker. I think he can do pretty much everything too. So 
yeah, just a great pickup there. I will say this, Justin, before we move on. A couple of sleepers. We're talking about Caleb Wooden. Dude, I like Anichi. I, I like Anichi yeah. Sledge, man. Yep. I like him. I just – I like him just because of what he – not – I love – I like him as a player, but I like him even more because of what he can allow Auburn's defensive line to be. You don't have to take somebody like J.J. Pegues and put him at the nose now. Yeah. Even though he's done well at the nose. But he's got a lot of talent. You can move him out to the three, maybe even the five at times, because you got somebody that you can roll in there at the nose who is a true nose. And that's what Auburn thinks, too. They thought he was a true nose. They scoured, you know, they went through everybody and they said, okay, here's a few guys that we like at nose. Sledge is number one. He's, mm. the, nose. He's the nose we like. Went out and got him quickly, too. Yeah. I mean, jumped, jumped into the his recruitment, what, like a month ago? Yeah. Wasn't it late in the season, late in his senior season? They just yeah. kind of said, hey, you know, what's up? He was still committed to Baylor when they started communication, and, and he, didn't, he didn't stick with that pledge very long, and then it was pretty much all Auburn after that. So, so you yeah. know, if you think back, like Cole said, this week Auburn went two for two on Monday. Auburn went two for two on Tuesday. Um, I think there were six today, and Auburn went three for six. They missed on Justin Williams, yeah. Curtis Perry. But, hey, I don't – Camden Brown, Cole and I talked about this on the recruiting show the other day, Justin, but man, look, and I, I know it's easy to say now that he signed with Auburn and Darius Clemens signed with Michigan, but before any of this happened, dude, man, we, we both like Camden Brown. I mean, I think we even said it, like if I'm starting a team and I've got a choice of, uh, of a wide receiver in my first pick, I'm taking Camden Brown. Yeah, he's I, I like, and listen, this is not just me too. I'm talking about some guys that I that know a lot more about football than I do. And they were they were in agreement. They like Camden Brown. Yeah, he's got a lot of upside, man. And the thing about the receivers, the three receivers you brought in with Jay Fair, Amari Kelly, yeah. and uh Camden Brown is they're also different. Jay Fair is kind of your slot guy. He can he can take you deep, but he's a good route runner. And then you got Omari Kelly, who's kind of your your in-between guy, can do a little bit of both, put him on the outside, put him on the inside. Uh, he's got better speed than advertised. That I, I still don't understand why he doesn't get talked about in that way more. Um, and then Camden Brown is your, your tall, big target, deep threat. I just, man, that was a great – Auburn needed help at receiver, and I think those three guys are – if they're not immediate impact, they're going to help. They're going to help a lot with the, with the depth. I'm going to be curious, and I'm going to watch over the next four years, and I'm going to see which one of the three, three uh, wide receivers are more successful in college. Camden Brown, Darius Clemens, and Antonio Williams. <laughs> and I, I want to see. I'm curious to see. We know who was ranked higher. We know who was highly more highly sought after. But at the end of the – after three years – Holla back in three years, and let's see which one of these three wide receivers, if any, if any of them, stand out more above the rest. And, man, I'd probably go Antonio Williams, yeah, Camden yeah. Brown, and Darius Clemens. That that would be my prediction. But I, let's let's holla back and check. Well, you know, uh, just on the Austin Davis thing, if if he's the guy. Um, Maybe he brings in some more passing stuff from his from his time at Seattle. Um, who knows? They start getting a, a few of these big time receivers. You know, you play to your personnel. Maybe they they try to work the offense more around their playmakers at receiver. And and if that's the case, then um, you know Camden Brown might have a really good shot to to be a lot of different things for Auburn's offense because he's got the capability. 
And and I really think the same goes for all three. So that's just why I like the because it kind of opens up different things for your offense. And that's why I like those three together. Hey, r- real quick, um, what what's the deal with Caden Story? So Caden Story didn't sign today. Uh, is he expected to sign? Um, can we talk about that? Sure. I, I wrote about it in the uh, HQ today. I, I wrote that as of because I know people are going to be like, "Whoa, yeah." <clears throat> well, I, I think there is a mutual understanding. This is what I'm getting from my guy. There's a mutual understanding between the two parties. They're both handling it, ab, uh, you know, amicably. Yeah. And, you know, Caden doesn't want to make a big deal and act like he's shunning Auburn. Auburn doesn't want to do the same for him. I will give you uh, – so, so I was told that kind of, uh, Auburn was probably moving on from that one, that – um if they let it play out, they might be full, and you're going well. How so? But if you if you're following the corner, uh, our message board on Auburn Live on three, you saw right before we put up the show, right after lunch or early afternoon, Auburn has offered Oregon defensive line transfer Jason Jones, who originally from Calera, he's back home. A lot of confidence from Auburn's camp that they can they can snag this guy and get it do and get it done fairly quickly. So, and you know, we, we know Jeffrey Embo's going to announce Sunday. We all feel really good that he signed with Auburn today. They're just not going to put it out there until he's ready. Yeah. And so you've got a damn good defensive line. Okay. That's good. Okay. So, yeah. Hope does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of get the vibe that, gonna, yeah. Yeah. I, I, and that's, I, it was the same thing with, uh, oh, Kobe Albert. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I don't want to get in. I don't, I don't, first of all, I don't know the reasons and I don't care to, I, I, to me, that's not my job. I'm not looking for ways to make a 17 year old kid look bad one way or the other. All I can tell you is Auburn's moving on, or at least what I've been told is that Auburn's moving on from Caden's story. It's, um, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't Understood. want to make a, de- a decommitment story. I didn't want to make a moving on story. I just want to kind of let it ease it in there. Yeah. And it's kind of easy news because Caden's a really good dude. And so is his father. His father's the coach there at Lynette. I know they had a story in ale.com on Monday that he was not going to be signing early, um, which kind of, you know, raised some eyebrows. And so after doing a little digging, it sounds like both parties are handling, handling this respect uh, responsibly and just kind of amicably, amicably yeah. uh, checking out other places. Yeah. That makes total sense. Um, yeah, I'm just looking. I mean, really, Auburn. I mean, you could make the argument that Auburn's top five players in this class, um, you know, they landed in the last, you know, two days. Um, if you want to throw Garner in there, you know, five of the top six. Yeah. Um, but you know, Woodyard, Rim, Scott, mm-hmm. Allsbury, and and uh, and Gilbert. I personally, I, I love Jadarian Rim. Yes. I just think that if I had to pick a guy that I, that I love the most, it would be probably him over Osbury. Um, and I yeah. like Gurner. I like Gurner as well, but there's something about, I'll tell you not something. There's a lot of things I like. Maybe it's my, maybe it's my bias because of what I just saw from Zacoby McLean, but give, give me a kid from Valdosta, Georgia. I'm just telling <laughs> yeah. you, like they play good football. I mean, Valdosta state's in the freaking championship again over there. Like there's good football played there. And uh, that kid's quick. 
So I, I like the potential of Junior. I think that's like almost a can't. Like it's gonna be a player. That, that's Junior Rosegreen's pick too. He loves that kid. Okay. He loves yeah. that six foot two guy, six three cornerback. Loves his mentality. Loves. Yep. I had a had a conversation with Junior. I couldn't get him to stop talking because he was so fired up. Uh, but he really he really likes that kid. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I said on the on the boards during during everything going on that the guy kind of reminds me and not not really his playing style but just how he's kind of quiet and he goes about his business quietly yes just to, just maybe that he could have like a carlton davis impact at auburn just the way he came in he's just a physical man coverage guy um i, I think i just think he plays early that's just how i feel about it right now uh you know you can't predict these things you can't always predict these things but if i'm going to make a bet on somebody i think rim would be the guy I'd bet it on um <clears throat> I'm going to ask the question that I think a lot of people um, might be wondering, and I just think we just need to be honest and like transparent and let's just talk about it. Um, and that's, that's Robert Wood Woodyard. So, um, you know, obviously a flip from Alabama, mm -hmm. it sounds like maybe it wasn't the highest priority of Alabama, but that doesn't really matter. I guess what I'm asking is from, from you guys that followed it closer than, than I did, you know, is it a fit thing? Is it, is it, is it, why maybe the reluctance on Alabama to take? I don't him? think there was. Okay. So, so, so I, I, I don't, because you know, Auburn fans are going to go, well, did Alabama, if they didn't want him, what's the, they're, they're just all those things. And I'm looking at him going, that's, that's the highest rated kid in the class. Uh, and, and Auburn needs linebackers. Like, just talk to me about this kid. So it, it wasn't that Alabama wasn't making him my priority. It was that Auburn was making him so much more of a priority than Alabama. It wasn't like Alabama said, hey, dude, we'll, we'll let you stay committed, but, you know, we're not wasting any more time on you. They were down there every week. They could be there for in-home visits. Yeah. They, they recruited did. this cat. But it was huh. just that Auburn's the need for him, they prioritized him. Jeff Schmetting was all over this kid. And um, one thing, we, we've talked about these four- and five-star backs and and every and players just keep going to Alabama and they're going to sit for two years. And I guess they're okay with it, right? He yeah. wasn't. Robert wasn't. He wants to play. Yeah. He wants to play now. And – and that, that's what he saw at Auburn. He saw Auburn losing their linebackers. He saw an uh, opportunity to play for one or two, you know, probably his first year, at least getting in on special teams, maybe in, finding a spot on the two deep. But he wanted to play, um, he, and he felt the love from Auburn, and unlike what he was getting from Alabama. And I think – and then you saw him come up four or five times since June. He was in June for an official visit, July unofficial visit. Then he came up for three games. He was in Auburn five times since June. Committed to Alabama – after he committed to Al Alabama – so he was. Um, it was all about love, man. And, and Auburn wanted him as the playing time, and it was an easy decision. And let me let me do this real quick. I know we don't have a lot of time because we're on limited space, but I, I promised the uh, the uh, the subscribers at Auburn Live on three. Oh yeah. My answer to this. So on November seventeenth, everybody woke up and was like, "Oh, we ain't got no commitments, man. What's going on? We ain't had no commitment." I said, "Well, look, ask me on December the fifth, sixteenth. I think I said." What happened the night of November November 16th? They were like, okay. So then today they were like, hey, you're going to tell us? I'm going to tell you now. Robert Woodyard committed to Auburn on November 16th. He called the coaches November 16th that night. I got a call from him. And it was, I want to, I want to flip my commitment. I was like, okay. I'll give me a minute. I'll write this story up real quick. I'm going to send it to you. And uh, if you still want to do it, We'll, we'll, we'll do it. I want to do it on how, how you want to do it. So about, I got the story written, got it ready to go. 
Hey, man, you good to go? I don't know, man. Okay, well, whatever you want to do. I think I might just wait till sign, signing day. Okay, that's fine. But I, but I talked to the coaches. I'm committed. I'm in. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm not going to put it out there until you do. So that night, he, he committed to Auburn. Scan two weeks forward. Dude, he tried, to, he tried to commit to Auburn publicly twice. Got a call about two weeks later, and it was, hey, man, Robert wants to decommit. And I was like, well, well, I can write that story too. So I already had a flip story from Robert from November 16th. Two weeks later, early part of December, maybe, maybe it was right after the Iron Bowl or something. I want to decommit so that – and I was like, whatever you want to do, man. Got the story ready. I don't know, man. I think I'm just going to wait till signing day. I was like, all right, dude, whatever. I mean, what? I don't care. It's the, <laughs> so if y'all notice, I don't know if you noticed in the admin, I had a, a Robert Woodyard flips to, uh, from Alabama to Georgia, uh, from Alabama to Florida. I mean, yeah. God, from Alabama to Auburn. <laughs> I'm not used to saying that, dude. I'm, well, oh, my God. I, I just put those words together. He flipped from Alabama to Auburn. Um, and then yeah. I had the and then and then I had the just the decommitment and I think I think I think Auburn and, and they were like, hey man, you just chill out, just keep it quiet. Let's do make let's do make this happen on signing day, and and that's what ultimately ended up happening. But November the sixteenth, the night of no November the sixteenth is the night that he called Brian Harson and said, I'm signing with you. Yeah, yeah, you had it. You had it on a picture caption as well. I tried to use. Oh yes. Ooh, better take that back. I, I uploaded the picture of Robert Woodyard from the uh, Georgia game, maybe. He had an Auburn hat on. Yeah, the Auburn and, and, and when I uploaded it into the admin, I put, you know, Robert Woodyard has flipped his commitment from Alabama to Auburn. I said it right that time. <laughs> and Cole had used it in another story, and that caption automatically went up. Uh, and I don't think it stayed there long, or not many people saw it. But that's why, if you did see it, now you know why. Yeah. yeah. But that, that, that had been in the works since November 16th. And just real quick, Justin, on, on Woodyard and, and Alabama and your question, I go, always go back to the beginning of these recruitments, and, and Auburn wanted him bad at the beginning, even before Harson was there, and, and, and he had a you know he had a connection with Lee Hunter as his cousin on the team, and, and it looked like Auburn had a good chance. And then out of nowhere, boom, he goes to Bama, and they had worked real hard on him and wanted him. And, and uh, yeah, and that – that should tell you enough. That should tell you that they really liked him, and they they heard that Auburn wanted him, and and said no, that we're not going to let that happen. But uh, when Harson came in, he, you know, he really liked him and stayed with him, and uh, that's what happened in the end. So, yeah, but Alabama was still coming after him. Sure, sure they were. So legit player, love Williamson, obviously Antonio Coleman. You know, bring up bring up memories, and, and Antonio Coleman was a heck of a college football player. Um, his defensive so we'll coordinator. <clears throat> oh, is that what it, that, AC is know? his defensive AC? coordinator? So it didn't well, it didn't hurt having a ride to any Auburn game. Yeah, uh, and Roger. That, he, that he wanted. And Roger. Roger was up there. That's right. Big the big uh, big relationship yeah. there. Before we move that's, on, yeah. I, I, yeah, talking about the players, man. But because I, how much time we got left, Justin? Yeah, ten minutes. I gotta say, Zach Etheridge. We talked about this DB class and how amazing it is on paper, at least. We don't know how it's going to end up, but on paper, it's probably as good as you can get. Zach Ethers, dude, been in Auburn one year. Less than yep. a year. Yeah. Less than yeah, a year, dude. He just pulled this out. I don't know if y'all saw, too, in the midst of all this, uh, Tony Mitchell, five-star corner from Thompson, uh, made a little trip to Auburn, took his pictures, put it on. on uh, oh, yeah. 
Yeah, so right in the midst of all this. So he's going to be working on those dudes as well. A lot, lot of dudes in the 2023 class in the secondary too. So, so, so be, if you'll remember this, this foursome, uh, Brian Harson, Zach Etheridge, Derek Mason, and Trevon Reed. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, I think it was the last couple of weeks. It was after Bobo got fired because that's when Trevon went on the road. But those cats went in homes with Rim, in homes with Osbury, uh, in homes with Keontae Scott, in homes with Marquise Gilbert, and basically sealed the deal, man. Those four guys, especially – I know what Harson, you know, he, he's not working the roads and, and the phones like these other guys, but Zach Etheridge and Trevon Reed – they were lethal. They yeah. were very, very good. Yeah, they were. They were very good. So big. Yeah, how about good. you to both of those guys, man? Yes. You got to think Trevon's on his way up, man. He's he's coordinator of player relations, but I got to I got to figure. Uh, you got to think that he's going to be more and more involved in this program moving forward. Yeah, yeah. He he did a he did a fantastic job. You're right. All both those guys did. Um, looking at anybody else that we kind of you've talked all about a lot of these guys on the on the past recruiting podcast so it's really kind of the newer guys um that i think are 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 more uh love anichi sledge love camden brown i think both of those i love those man i love them yeah so here's my so yeah go ahead go ahead cole i just i just can't emphasize enough how good i think the two juco uh dbs are marquis gilbert and Scott. just immediate impact guys but yeah go ahead all right let's let's do this last uh we got about listed last eight minutes my my one concern and then and then uh get your cynical get you get the cynical out justin my my one concern is offensive line yes still a but and so and we talked about it with gus malzahn we talked about good classes but that's what this class is this class is a lot of good things good finish uh a lot of good signs but you signed Eston Harris. That's it. Maybe you'll get a portal. Well, not maybe. They'll get somebody in the portal, maybe two, maybe three. Um, they're going to get somebody in the portal. But, again, offensive line is where Auburn's been lacking the last few years. You better fix that position or you will not beat Bama, Georgia, A&M, probably LSU. You can't win in the trenches. And so that's my butt. I mean, it, it, it's a got, big butt. Auburn has you, got you, to figure that out. Man. You got a big butt. But, buddy, you got a big one. Absolutely, man. You've got Jalen Farmer waiting for February. We know that Julian Armella, who, oh my gosh, he's not, he didn't sign with Florida State today. He's going to wait until February. He came up with Camden Brown and their teammates are pretty good friends. Will that help Auburn? I don't know. Someone asked about that on the corner today. But those two guys, we know high school guys to keep an eye on. I think Farmer's an interior guy, right, Cole? Definitely. Armella's, a, he's a damn, he's a tackle. Tackle, prototypical tackle. I don't think he's like six, seven, but he's six, six, maybe, right? Six, five, six, six. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe six six with cleats on, uh, but both of those guys. But yes, I would expect two offensive tackles. And I'm gonna tell you what, talking about, uh, we won't get off the offensive line. I do love EJ, EJ Harris though. I do love him. Yeah, I, I really do. He's he's excellent. But we'll we'll see. Um, Auburn just hit the portal hard for the offensive tackles. But Justin, I, I'm right there with you, dude. This is as it stands right now. A typical Gus class, right? <laughs> right, top it's good, fifteen. It's a good class minus, skill minus heavy. the most important thing. Yeah, right, right. It's it's, it's top fifteen yeah. class that are skill heavy, with yeah. no offensive linemen. Yeah, and that's the truth. Yeah. So, so we'll see in February. February's transfers will be done. The late guys will be done, and if there's not at least four offensive linemen added, at least. 
then this is going to be very disappointing, a very disappointing class. I, I don't care who's signed today. If Auburn doesn't have five offensive linemen come February, it's a very disappointing class. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to have to load up. Cole, any thoughts before we move on? Yeah, uh, just, you know, I, I kind of – I'm always in the camp of JUCO guys, transfer guys, high school guys, whatever. Whoever you bring in is important. I, I don't really – get into the rankings as much obviously it's pretty important but you know they, they're not all ranked on the same scale so just bring bringing in talent is what's important uh i think they got to get some guys from the transfer portal on the offensive line obviously they got to get three or four in my opinion just like jeffrey saying if they don't do that i think i think there's a, there's some concern Huge. yeah yeah i think most people are with you um all right, before we before we end, um, Justin, did you make light of your of your scoop today on the transfer portal? Because that oh, on Slovis, yes, uh, I didn't really mention it. No, um, well, we'll see. I, I I was told that that would be Austin Davis' first target. That, that that's like, hey, you're, you're when you're on board, that's where you're going. And you know, there's some angles there. He, he's 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 in Seattle. Kids from USC, so there's a little bit of West Coast. He's been on the West Coast. He's been in the NFL. I would think that there's a lot that Austin Davis could connect with Slovis about. Um, I really do. Well, could they get him? I don't know. But I would think there's a lot of good connections there um, that's, that, that Austin Davis could make with, with Keaton Slovis, who's probably the most talented portal quarterback. I mean, Yeah, I don't know much don't, about him. Yeah. The only thing I wanted to add is that, man, it's not out of the realm of possibility that Auburn actually looks to take two quarterbacks transfer quarterbacks so that's that's all i had to add to that but slovis obviously is is uh appears to be a top target but they're they're looking they're they're not going to turn down a great one if they can get them yeah, yeah. another one all right second. let's end on this um give me give me give me a grade and i know we got still some pieces out there let's just say at this point um give me a number one through ten give me a grade just kind of give, give give me a give me a feel we got about We'll go for probably another three, four minutes. I'll get 30 seconds. Knowing what I knew going in, so I knew that – I think – and we tried to tell everybody this, but yeah. there, this wasn't going to be offensive line heavy signing day today. We knew that they were going to go to the portal. They struck out on a lot of guys early, and it's not like they didn't go after these guys. So knowing that and knowing that what the ceiling was today and what the floor was, I'm going A-. minus. I, 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 I thought it was really good. Yeah, I did. A minus. I'm, pre I'm pretty close to you, Jeffrey. But but again, just the offensive line side of things. Uh, I go B just because I think on the offensive side there's still a little bit to be desired. But on the defensive side, it's I'm closer to an A. So when you average it together, just a strong B, I'd say. And again, let me defend my. It was because I knew that Auburn wasn't going to sign any offensive linemen. Sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. So if you want my overall thoughts from the day and they're only signing one, I, I'm B minus, right? Yeah. Yeah. If, if right. they were going after all these offensive linemen and they didn't get any of them and EJ Harris was the only one, then yeah, B minus C plus. I, that's not good. But I, I kind of knew the strategy going in and what, what, what the hopes were and what the uh, expectations from Auburn's side was to load up in the portal. So with all that said, looking at the day and what they wanted to get done, I thought it was A minus. That, that makes sense. That makes sense. And, and I mean, look, the bottom line is you're looking at the rankings. One, two, and three are in the SEC. Two of those are in the West, Alabama and A&M. you got Georgia. And then you've got 
uh, Kentucky, who is, is, is their best class ever. Yeah. They're sitting here on the on three consensus. They're at 12. Missouri is sitting here at 13. LSU at 15. So you're talking about Auburn being seventh in the league. You're thinking 16th in the country, really good finish, seventh in the league. So it's almost to the point in the SEC where just don't even look at the national rankings. They're pointless. You might as well just look yeah. at the SEC because right. it's so insanely competitive. And uh, yeah, I mean, based and on watch that, out for Tennessee. The, yeah, Tennessee closed strong. I mean, it's uh, it is the middle where Auburn has found themselves right now is is a is a bloodbath. And we're going to see over the next two years who survives: Kentucky, Missouri, Auburn. Like it's just insane. Ole Miss, it's just insane. Auburn set up great. Look, it's still Auburn. They're going to have a brand new $100 million football facility. Like, Auburn is still fine. They just – these next two years are crucial to make sure that they don't make any wrong moves and maintain their status, I think, in the league. But, yeah, they got to they land O-line. If they don't finish strong on the O-line, I'm going to give this whole thing probably like a C plus. That's probably where I'm at if they don't finish strong. I'm with if they you. finish strong, we'll go in the Bs. But if they don't land quality – like, if they just get some whatever. Names, some guys. guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna be a little disappointed. Need, need former, you, you need starters from other programs transferring to Auburn to start. Yeah, yeah. Even you if need, it's FIU. Yeah, and that kid, of course, they missed. It looks like they're gonna miss out on him. All right, Cole, we're, we're about to leave, man. How's your How's your first uh, signing day? How'd it go? Uh, it was good. It was good. It got real wild signing. there. Uh, yeah. You know, for a little while, it was fun though. I mean, it was great. I enjoyed it. Um, I'm gonna catch up on some sleep tonight. Mm. That's sure. Nice. Well, y'all catch up on some sleep. Make sure uh, everybody listening, you're AuburnLive.com. Full coverage, obviously, of the day. Go back to signing day headquarters. That's got all the links you'll need. And then uh, we'll have more from Harson's press conference on what's today, Wednesday. So we'll have we'll, we'll have more from what Harson said. A lot of good things about his his uh, first signing day, kind of official big signing day at Auburn, I should say. So make sure at AuburnLive.com. Appreciate everybody joining us for Jeffrey Cole. I'm Justin. We'll see you next time. Bye. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.